Kitchen cooking up, we be serving to the masses and they cannot undercut us. We making our selection while they breaking down the system, and you know that we ain't with them and they never gonna get in. Pile up the towers, they be waiting to devour us, but poison us our venom when digested by the balances. Keep getting heavy, slightly tipping through the galaxy, but I know you and you are me, and this is all they'll ever be. He was in a Jeep, so like, he, nothing happened to his car, but the whole front of my car. Wow. It was like a write-off for sure. It sucks. So there was, a, there was a car in front of you and you still tried to beat the yellow? No. Okay. No, 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 no. No, I tried to beat the yellow. And then the car in front of me also was like trying to beat the yellow, so we were like in this together. Oh, okay. And then there was a car in front of him that stopped abruptly, so then he stopped abruptly, so then I stopped abruptly. And then, oh. like, my brakes were the ones that locked because it was a, a really shitty 92, like, Honda Accord. Oh, my so. God. I fucking love Honda Accords. <laughs> yeah, that was my car. first car <laughs> ever, Me too. too. Oh, <laughs> yes, Honda Gang. Honda yeah. Gang strong. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though. Yeah. Honda Accord yeah. is the best car. Yeah. It's a nice time. car. It was a yeah. good car. Starting out, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had, like, a collage in mind. Like, the front of it was just collaged with, like, mm. random stuff. And I loved it so much. Nice. Oh, nice. Time to say goodbye. I was... I cried over Black Beauty. What's her Black name? Beauty. Oh, oh mine was man. mine was black and it had like a little like spoiler on the back, just like Ooh. one that it comes with. I called it the average man's Batmobile. <laughs> Did yours have a name? This one didn't. No, but my first car was a Honda as well, Honda Civic, yeah. and I called it Reginald. Reginald Black Reginald, Beauty and Honda the average <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. Oh, gang complete. Mm. <laughs> The Honda Civic the Honda is crew, like, Honda gang. That's yeah. like the the successful like sibling. I was like the sporty. Yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> and the Honda Accord is like the underrated like artist sibling. <laughs> that's what we all are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> artist life. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but good. That's funny. Firm grips on Mike. All right. Yeah. Wait, he loves when I read the notes that he writes me. Right. <laughs> on on live, you're like, here we yeah. go. Just we're, so you know, we're not alone. We're gripping the mics firm. We're, <laughs> we're talking. We're here. I always uh, feel like I hold mine like a little, like a little teacup. Just like <laughs> pinky up. <laughs> Solid. Uh, um, welcome, welcome to Deep Thoughts, Connor, Connor Christmas, Christmas and Gang. Gang. Nice. We're like going. I don't even have to tell the guests, and every time it's just like a little different thing at the end, and I love it. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. It instigates like jingle action. Yeah. It's just like oh, we're singing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Ha it's happening. <laughs> uh, today we're joined by all the animals again. Always introduce the animals: Jasper, Always. Bear, G Unit. Um, mm. We have Ann Taylor, who's Whoop. sitting in as well, yep. and our special superstar feature guest. With a jingly bracelet. <laughs> That's for extra flair. <laughs> Santa. Yeah, we have we have Zoe is Slusar? Slusar, yeah. Slusar. Yeah. But we don't we don't talk about that. We just go with Z. Z. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Z. Z H E. Z the free. Yeah, Z H E. Z the free. Z the free. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to expose your secret identity. No, it's totally allowed. <laughs> My real name is allowed. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're we're joined here with Z the Free. Um, an awesome MC in the city. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited to have you here. <laughs> I'm excited. I love this space. It's like the most beautiful place I've ever been in. There's oh, Christmas great. lights and <laughs> plants and art, <laughs> scarves on the walls. It's a great yeah. spot. <laughs> we usually get people a lot of, we get like 
It's interesting. A lot of mixed reviews. Yeah, it's like, interesting oh, wow. in here, oh. which you is what people want to say when they don't want to offend you, yeah. but they kind of do want to offend you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually but love it. It's like we'll mine. take beautiful space. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, we're trying to make it uh, feel like a home for anyone who comes. It does. <laughs> it does. But like, how do you create a feeling of home where you just like, we like this stuff and hopefully other people like it? Or did it just happen? Mm-hmm. Like, is it intentional or you just started putting stuff on the walls? This just kind of mm-hmm. happened, I yeah. think. Yeah. Just kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. Annie moved in like in March mm-hmm. and then we just like, all of our stuff exploded on <laughs> <into> the walls. <laughs> 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 pretty <laughs> things happened. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. It was all just like, I don't know if this should go here, but it's going here. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> do you have do you have like a Zen space that you like to create in? Um, for me, I think the Zen comes with like the people that are around you. So Mm. I like work in a few different spaces. I would say there's like three key spaces. So the first one is the wizard palace. Um, shout outs, catfish, the wizard and freshly squeezed just Jamal CJSW homies. Um, so they have this amazing house and we call it the wizard palace and they have like this room that was like a sunroom. So it like opens Mm -hmm. on this garden space. Um, and like my mic actually lives there and we just like, we'll hang out and usually they're late night sessions there's bean bags and always tea and it's just a great spot to Hell create yeah. in yeah mm-hmm. i love that spot with them um and then the other one is the infinite element studio um i work with the infinite elements crew and it's like a lot more professional jay ross runs a really tight beautiful ship um and brian's like the engineer there so those are really productive spaces um and then the other one is in my living room which is much like yours lots of random stuff on the walls but <laughs> beautiful and warm nice. and that's where i host cypher club every week and that's a spot where i practice and build my rhymes um with really good humans in yyc cool yeah awesome so uh let's talk about cypher club um is so do you do cypher club just attached with them are you or is it like it's just an open community Mm. that happens it has grown and it's completely open um i started it because i was um in like the aftermath of a rough breakup and i just needed some kind of community space i needed to start something and i was like freestyling alone in my car a lot and i was like really using that as a way to process and then i had a couple homies who we'd freestyle together definitely started with wizard palace um and then i started meeting people at mru um and i feel like a lot of young people start university and they're like under this impression that they're supposed to know exactly what they're doing with their life and it's going to be super smooth but I connected with a lot of young dudes there um, who were like I have no idea what I'm doing and I just kind of want to rap and I was like sweet let's go to class but then let's rap (laughs) and then I just started like approaching random people literally like on the streets like I would talk to somebody like at a gig or a hip-hop show and then I'd be like do you rap do you ever like freestyles is the thing you do Um, you should come to Cypher Club and so now it's exploded Um, we're way too big for a classroom in Mount Royal so we meet at my gaff right now we've been meeting outside because it's summer and it's beautiful um I've been talking to the McHugh house a bit we'd maybe like to do some events there and I'm hoping to do like a summer party event at hi-fi where we kind of bring the vibe of cypher club and we do something at hi-fi as like oh, an early show cool. Super sweet. I would love to do that yeah sweet because cypher is a magic thing like it's continuous everybody takes a touch um and it like builds momentum and you can really mm-hmm. feel the difference from like the start of the cypher to the end of it it's like people have like just erupted like a like a verbal mosaic or something like that (laughs) (laughs) i was stoked to do this with comedian (laughs) (laughs) comedian and i was like it's gonna be fun (laughs) exactly a verbal mosaic you are the only human that would describe cypher that way (laughs) (laughs) i love 
I like being a comedian too, only for the reason that I find when I when I say things in public or to friends, if it's something that's like too ridiculous for a person to say, they always just like, oh, he's a comedian. So <laughs> it's just like a free pass almost. Totally. Like I can't say anything, and I don't want to say anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I like one of my bosses at a job I have. He uh, uh, he was with his mom. He like took her for lunch. Yes. And uh, it's a fish place and. Um, I they, they serve octopus which like I don't like to eat because I think they're too smart yeah. and um, so she wanted the octopus and I was like well you know they're like pretty smart and like uh, intelligent <laughs> creatures and they have a lot of feelings and <laughs> and I only did it because my boss was there and he was like Connor's a comedian <laughs> oh <my goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like no I actually I like, really feel emotional yeah I was like no that was octopus. a real thing I said but oh. okay <laughs> write me off yeah r- write off whatever I say that you don't want to listen to <laughs> <laughs> okay this struggle is real we were talking about being women as artists but apparently comedians also have yeah. struggles you know it's yeah that's all it's a str- everybody's got their own struggles truth mm-hmm. yeah um that's a good segue we'll jump right into this um you guys just um sorry you women you ladies <laughs> just did uh a showcase for mm-hmm. it was by women for women mm-hmm. uh only women in the room babe volume mm-hmm. one Yep. Badass bitch experience. Woo! Boss ass bitch experience. Ba- oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Boss bad ass bitches. Yeah. It all works. Yeah, it all works. Babe it's with the, the double same. B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that. I wasn't there. So you guys have to do most of the talking here. Oh, man. I want to just, I want to let you start because I want to know. Well, you say what experience. it was and then I'll okay, say yeah, how yeah. it felt and then you say how it felt. Okay. So it was uh, uh Women's only, uh, female identifying persons um, and women alike. Um, full female lineup for a full female audience um, in a really beautiful, beautiful space. We were in the Untitled Champagne Lounge, so it was really intimate, really cozy. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty dope. It was meant to just be this like uh, community building, almost experiment to be like, hey, what happens if uh, we just run this whole night ourselves as women and women women identifying, female identifying, um, and just like create a space where the only thing that is allowed to happen is like empowerment and uplifting. Um, so yeah, I think I think it happened. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it was I pretty totally nuts. I really think it happened. I was super apprehensive going into it, and I it's funny because I literally I have this best girlfriend, and I the first text message that I sent her was it's really dark and I'm afraid when I walked in there because it's like this Dracula lounge mm-hmm. and yeah. you're coming in from bright outside, and all the women were like really I just feel like everyone was dressed to the nines, looking fly and <laughs> looking fierce, um, and then gradually the text messages are like this is the best night of my life (laughs) um because the event started and it was like everybody was ready to um bring their like weirdness and their authenticity Mm. and whatever their form of art was Mm -hmm. and i thought that it would be a lot of um singer songwriters Mm -hmm. and that was something that i learned to check myself on because i often assume that women as artists are just singer songwriters Mm. and there was everything from like musical theater to this like interpretive kazoo dance Mm. to (laughs) like beautiful um singer songwriters not just like a a woman singing like songs that touched my soul Mm. that were like really artistically beautiful and not the standard kind of arrangement of verse chorus verse like just Mm mind-blowing um our creative people and then it got so hype it was like the women were down to like throw down um and get (laughs) rowdy and i love it when women get rowdy so it was really fun (laughs) Yeah, I yeah. watched. Uh, I was watching a lot of like the live feed on Instagram, mm-hmm. so I could at least like 
kind of be there and like yeah. watch yeah. up because yeah there are like a lot of people that i wanted to see like um kelly and your and your tap dance acapella yeah. combo that wasn't yeah. on the live feed no that's what i'm I okay with that being really like wanted. a little magical secret though yeah. there was like a small snippet that was released and then the rest will be but it was <laughs> yeah. seemed like a very yeah cool night full of exactly what you said empowerment yeah um it was cool spirits and yeah i i also got checked throughout the night a little bit because i went into that space like all morning you know all morning i was like a stress ball yeah it's like all <laughs> these people are not getting back to me i don't know where anyone is blah, blah blah so i went into the space being like oh i'm so mad i'm so mad this is so unreliable and whatever and then i just like watched this event unfold mm. and i was like i should have just let go of the reins like so long ago and just let this become what it was um so yeah it was cool it was cool to watch all of these like beautiful human beings just like be vulnerable in a room knowing that they were going to be received well regardless of what they did we had like this girl sing about her armpit hair and then she did the sensual kazoo dance and it was <laughs> so amazing and then we had like a transition from a musical theater piece to a j-lo piece and like butt shaking yeah. and <laughs> it was amazing the tomorrow's performed and they are just super badass and then yeah z like Oh, killed it that was one of my favorite parts of the evening because we, everyone got up to dance and we all just like surrounded her and we were all just like yeah bitch <laughs> like yeah and it was amazing it was good. we did a i'm a bad bitch chant mm, i'm nice. a boss bitch chant <laughs> yeah. and it was really fun that's awesome and that's that's something that the event uh wanted was like taking the word bitch back mm. right mm -hmm. and using mm -hmm. that as like an empowering term mm -hmm. it's like is it in a tina fey quote like bitches get shit done yeah yes hell yeah, yeah. do yeah. yeah totally yeah mm -hmm. no it's interesting i had to i had to touch on it a few times throughout the night because i didn't explain it right off the bat so i kept calling people like bitch left right and center. i was like yeah bitch yeah bitch blah, blah. and like there was a few older women there that i think didn't know what they got themselves <laughs> into and i would like i was so hype all night so i was grabbing the microphone and i was like where are my bitches and like <laughs> it was i don't even know what Just side so of you myself know, yeah, that was. everyone was transformed oh that night God. like it was yeah. suddenly i've never seen i would never have seen that side of you ever <laughs> it, it was, was awesome that's what i mean about oh. women being allowed to be rowdy because yeah. i feel like we are very conditioned and very expected um and as artists as well we're expected mm. to present ourselves a certain way and mm -hmm. be very kind of like humble and sweet and like get in um and I found like as an artist that I'm not like that at all. Like as soon as I'm on stage, I'm like, ah, and mm. I think that it was really cool to be in like a room where maybe artists who are that kind of sweetness on stage got to the point of like, ah, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like able to take their space. Yeah. And Dirty totally. And yeah. yeah, it was sweet. That's very awesome. Cool. Yeah, we've had yeah, and and I have had uh, a lot of conversations about that. We had a house show here mm -hmm. a little while ago, and they're like, we switched from we had like uh, female singer songwriter, male singer songwriter, female singer songwriter, male singer songwriter, mm -hmm. and just like the their presence, like not even on the stage, like right where we are right now, mm. it's just like in a room full of people sitting and listening. Yeah. Mm. It went from like hey like it'd be great if you guys could listen and maybe check out my album and like very sweet and like mm -hmm. like dainty in a way like yeah. not taking up space and then the next guy who is just like okay i didn't really like really prepare for songs <laughs> so but like I, I don't give a fuck yeah <laughs> and then he just goes into it and like yeah yeah that should be something that art all artists should be able to it do it was interesting because like yeah. being on stage and like being vulnerable like that mm. it's a way for you to i guess a, like a kind of defend a little bit mm. but also like connect too mm -hmm. totally. like taking your space and mm. like because you have to ground yourself in order to connect to people i think 
totally yeah it's a hard thing to remember that like taking your space doesn't mean you're taking the space away from other people mm -hmm. and i really struggle with this so when i perform even still i, I have to catch myself frequently because someone will come up to me after a performance and be like hey you were so amazing and i'm like yeah well i don't know i'm just trying stuff out right now like right. Oh, blah, blah. <laughs> like apologizing yeah. like deflect, that's nice deflect, of you deflect. but yeah. yeah um and then yeah just like that feeling of oh if i if i do this like someone else isn't going to be able to do it and i want everyone mm -hmm. to like have that space but space isn't limited honestly like we're all just figuring it out as long as there's like a respect happening that space can be used mm -hmm. for everyone and always and that's to me what babe fostered really mm. well was like we are um often competing as mm. women and we feel like we're competing all the time even mm -hmm. though we're not and sisterhood is really dope but i feel like um that apprehension at the start of the event mm -hmm. probably everybody felt it was like are we competing and like what are you wearing and these yeah. classic things were conditioned that's bullshit really all of it and totally. then as the event started it was like oh we're all just here to like do our thing and be raw and get real mm -hmm. and like I'm going to resonate with you on that and you're going to give me feedback, um, energy feedback. And it was really neat to see that kind of like freedom and all mm. of that like competition uh, that happens between women normally in society, like just totally dissipate. Mm -hmm. And suddenly it was like people were being really open with like their love and really open with their like championing of each other as women. And mm -hmm. that doesn't happen enough. So cool. well done. Thanks, man. Thanks <laughs> for being part of it. Yeah, it was, it was cool, mate. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you find as like a female MC in Calgary um, taking your space in a very like the most male dominated genre, I would mm -hmm. assume. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> and not even the most male dominated, but the most ego male dominated <laughs> genre that there is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how like what has that experience been like for you? And like, how do you how do you find ways to take your space? And mm. Yeah, I remember um, Jay Ross, who's a bit of a mentor for me, saying the only time that ego's allowed in life is when you're like on the hip hop mic stage, you know, mm -hmm. like when you're there. He's like, then your ego, like, let it be wild, let it be free. And so um, as a woman, I feel like I'm not allowed to have a lot of ego, but it's been a consistent thing in my life that I'm like very strong, I'm very loud, I'm very outspoken. So I've kind of met those, I guess, like limitations through a lot of my life. Um, I've often done things that women aren't necessarily supposed to do. And so um, coming into hip hop, it's more just been about realizing um, that I don't need to take any of the limitations that other people put on me. So it's like if I'm signing up to battle rap because I'm a good battle rapper, mm. I'm good at it. And <laughs> uh, I'll be lining up to battle rap and you know, it's a very common thing that dudes will be like, oh, are you like a promo girl? Or like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. who's your boyfriend who's rapping? And I'm like, no, I'm rapping and I'm gonna eat you yeah. on the stage, <laughs> get ready. And so um, I think that for me, like creating that space is just about being like, I deserve to be here. I'm good at this allowing that healthy amount of ego to like fuel me in that space of owning it um and also just not letting any of like those kind of snide comments that come in um also being like a white woman who's rapping there's like a lot of elements there and so respecting the culture that exists and knowing like i know where hip-hop came from i know why hip-hop started um but to me now hip-hop is like build community 
bring people in and connect through real lyrics and if I can do that well like I deserve to be here and I'm going to own the space and I actually think sometimes it benefits us I think that women can be very unassuming and if we come in and you think that I'm going to be like shy or polite or kind um, because I'm a woman and I come on that stage and I'm just like fire and I'm not afraid of you and I'm saying things that you wouldn't expect a woman to say in public that is actually a benefit to me I feel like as a rapper so uh, I'm loving it I'm like, let's bring this on. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Um, you said something that I really like, uh, the a healthy amount of ego. Yes. Because um, I have this thought, like, I, I agree. There's a healthy amount of ego that especially artists have to be able to, to let out because you're marketing yourself, you're doing all these things. And ego isn't, like, solely your enemy. Mm-mm. I think it's really, like that is kind of a dirty word ego and like it's made to be like not a good thing at all. And like you should be humble and there's places for that, but there's places to uh, also let that ego out. Mm -hmm. And do, do you find that there's like any other areas in your life that you do that or has hip hop helped you Mm. release that in other areas of your life? I think it's just about realizing that, um, the negative part of ego is the part that makes us, you know, question our ability as an artist or question our ability in spaces or feel like we did something wrong or regret. That's a negative part of ego. And the positive part of ego is the part that's like, um, I'm good at this and this feels like I'm in the flow and I want to keep doing this and I should be here and like get on stage. You know, the part that pushes you, even if you're terrified or like afraid before you've started performing, it's the part that like pushes you to be like, no, I want that though. I really want to feel what it's like to like be on that stage and have those people looking at me and get that applause. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, um, I have learned that ego is something that you need to have a conversation with of like, what are you saying to me today? And are you saying things that are like actually detrimental or are you saying things that are like helping me build something? If my ego is like dissing on other women in the room, dissing on other artists in the room, it's like shut that down. And if my ego is like, wow, that woman was phenomenal, I'm going to be that good. Then it's actually like a way to kind of use it to fuel you. Mm. And I think um, very cool. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do yeah. Do you find that translates into like your everyday life at all? Like, um, does it help you kind of take your space in other situations that isn't like behind the mic or on stage? Mm. Yeah, I've had to learn. I think because I was such a weird kid and I am weird as hell. Like my parents um, are very free loving hippies and like we grew <laughs> up in a weird house and um, I didn't have a lot of friends. So I'd play with these like little animals and I got into like voice acting at a really young age and I would spend a lot of time in the studios voicing these animes. Um, so I was like living in the studio like 16 hours a week and playing these crazy characters, usually boy characters. Um, and And so my idea of like reality was very weirdly shifted. And so I think because people were like kind of cruel to me for being a weirdo, I just learned that I needed ego to like um, tell myself that I deserve to like exist on the planet Mm. still, you know, Mm. like sometimes you do need ego to be like, no, I deserve to be here. And like, I'm worth something because Mm -hmm. um, I think it's like self love and ego for me have have a very interesting relationship. And they're kind of entangled in each other. I need to like big myself up a bit up a bit to let my self love come through. So I think it's like all elements of my life. You know what Mm. I mean? It's like every day you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror, some part of you as a woman needs to be like, 
I'm beautiful. I can go out in the world today. I feel strong. And that's entrenched in self-love to have it be really genuine. But sometimes you need your ego to like help you get there into the self-love. Yeah. Mm. They're very intertwined for me. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a very interesting relationship to have, I think. And like to, to realize it as well and like actively have that communication with mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important just for human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you feel that like as artists, like is it a thing? Like ego, self-love, like, you know, holding space is hard. I have like a, I have a really, a really unhealthy relationship with my ego, I think. Um, I, when I was younger, I was also a super weird kid, but I was in some spaces that were like, oh, like be smaller, like be smaller, like, mm. like stop. Like you're, you being this loud is like, freaking these people out and also causing these people to not feel like they can be allowed to Mm -hmm. so from a very young age I was always like oh I gotta like be small and I gotta like fit myself into this little mold so that I'm palatable you know and so that like translating and then also trying to just find a way to be like actually like I live my life pretty large and I have a lot of goals and I'm going to go after them and I know that I'm worth it and I know that these things are worth it and like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm yeah. sorry if you're uncomfortable with like who I am and what I'm doing right now. Um, so it jumps very heavily back and forth. There's not like a really good middle ground yet for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm either like the person that you can come up to and try to diss and I'll be like, actually, fuck you. Or I'm the person that's like, mm, I'm going to not play this show today because I think that you should play it. Right. You know, like it's this weird, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's a weird back and forth for me, but I'm totally. learning. I'm trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you? Um, yeah, I feel like maybe I go through like phases of the kind of more negative ego and the more positive ego mm. where there's a lot of like, there'll be like a longer period of time, like a Netflix binge of like, why are you even an artist? Why are you doing this? Oh yeah, mm. for real. Yeah, mm. and then like you shouldn't like you're not getting any shows right now. You're not like doing what you want to be doing mm-hmm. like, in your art, um, and like really questioning all that. And then there's like periods of time where um, the positive ego is like feeding me for the most part. But now that I'm thinking of it, I think that's mostly because of the people I surround myself with mm. in, in different performance aspects. It's the people I'm performing with. It's the, the kinds of shows I'm doing. It's, um, it's all those things. It's less of a factor of me. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm tend towards more of the, the negative ego side, mm. especially like in the past little while, um, just because, uh, I had my BFA like for theater yeah. acting and stuff. And so a lot of what's going on in that community right now is um, like whose stories haven't been told. Hmm. And like we need to give them opportunity to tell those stories, mm-hmm. which uh, like I'm all about. But inadvertently, that makes my more negative ego go. Uh, you're a white man. Right. It's not time for you to tell your story right now. So you just like wh- mm. where where is my place in telling mm-hmm. my story or um should I help other uh, demographics tell their story? Do they want my help to tell their story? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like this weird, like no man's land of like, what do I do? And like, and then the positive ego comes in like, no, your story is still worth telling. Just don't do it in the same way that it's been done. Or like you're a unique white man. So like you can tell your story with fitting into that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you don't fit in with like the, suit like capitalist like white guy right but i'm not on the other side of the spectrum of being like totally gender fluid or anything like that so Mm -hmm. it's like finding that weird middle spot um so yeah it's kind of like a real back and forth but in like large chunks of time i think yeah yeah. i think part of it is too like 
um, telling your own story and being genuine in who you are always and just incorporating a part of that to be that that doesn't mean that you're ever taking away from anyone else's story. And that can be an interesting thing for me in hip hop because it's like, it's all about being like, I'm better than you and you're less than me. And that's like, like in the roots of a lot of, I feel like kind of hip hop interactions Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to do that differently. And like when it's a battle, you're on stage and you're battling, but off the stage, it's all love Mm -hmm. or that idea of like, I'm going to take up this space because this is what um, I'm needing to express. And then like yeah when it's your turn to express i'm going to be right up there i'm going to be front row i'm going to stand up for you i'm going to give you as much energy as i can because that's what i want back in my space so i think it's more like if you have privilege you recognize the privilege you have and you make an effort to go out and see other comedians right it's Mm -hmm. like if that's your thing or like i go out to see other hip-hop artists because i think that if you're doing that you're making the community stronger and you're allowing for um other people's stories who maybe don't have the same platforms to get those platforms because if you show Mm -hmm. up and buy a ticket to their show that's huge you know what i mean rather than being like oh i saw this cool thing like man i'm not gonna go Mm -hmm. um so i think it's like that's a really important thing is like that reciprocity between artists is huge (laughs) yeah that's a good point you're smart you're smart too. <laughs> you guys are both smart. That's like I, I usually like as the host, I have to like have something to say right after, but I just had to like stew in that for a second. <laughs> pet the cats, pet the dogs. Yeah, pet the cats, <laughs> pet the dogs, and just state the obvious of the. You're you're smart. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming and making this show better. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. What made you want to do a podcast? Um, uh, Josh, uh, he contacted me and kind of like contacted some different comedians. Um, and I met with him, and he was just like, "I want to do a lot of this production, um, but like I need someone to host it." And mm. it's kind of ended up becoming like a very selfish thing for me because um, I like moved to Calgary a year ago. So I don't know a lot of the artists here and I've been meeting a bunch. Um, but this is just like a a really great way to like sit down and have a conversation. Like we've known each other like on Instagram and like through people for a while, but this is the first time we're like sitting down and talking and this is an amazing conversation. I'm having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably the best thing you could ever do. Yeah. This is a great way to spend a, uh, Canada Day weekend. Totally. People who are camping, you're missing out. You well, are. you won't be because you can listen to it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also just want to like, um, you're part of the gang now. Deep thoughts. Oh, I'm in. Christmas and gang. I'm so in. So hopefully that'll end up like interconnecting different artists as well. Sweet. Um, yeah. Is there like a you know? Do I have to prove myself? Like, is there any? Uh, type you don't of have to kill entrance anyone. performance. Uh, <laughs> okay. Good. Good. We call it a gang, but it's not. It's very fun loving. Okay. <laughs> Pet the animals. Water the lily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. you Drink just the tea. one Drink of the animals no has cooling. to accept you. Okay. And then you're fine. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> the best gang ever. <laughs> Um, how do you guys find Calgary? I also like if we're having a conversation with artists, I'm always curious how people find Calgary. I feel like it either gets like blacklisted or people have a lot of love for the potential of it. And I'm always just curious how you're finding it. Yeah, that that's something we talk about all the time. So and much. I, um, yeah. Do you we, wanna, yeah start. we struggle with, I feel like it's like every month we like sit down and we're like, are we leaving? Are we leaving? <laughs> are we leaving? Mm. Like we have so many plans and we've looked at in so many different places being like, oh, our art would flourish here. Our art would flourish here. These people would accept us better. And like all these conversations that we have, but we haven't left yet. And I don't know why we haven't left. I have like a three year rule 
Mm-hmm. And I don't live anywhere for more than three years. And since for I was the rest like of your life? a kid, since I was a baby, this has like been a thing. So mm-hmm. I think I lived in one place for maybe five or six years. I can't really remember. And then since then, it was just like three years, three years, three years, three years. Wow. Um, yeah. So I've been in Calgary for four now. Oh, <sighs> the rule has been broken. I know. <laughs> and like my commitment issues are like on my skin all the time like I just feel them like itching and they're like (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) so I don't know I I flip back and forth between like oh I love Calgary the community here is so great it's so loving and like man I want to get out Mm. (laughs) I cannot be here any longer just because I feel I've seen this happen to a bunch of my friends that are musicians and artists in the cities there's like this this very quick fast incline and Mm -hmm. like everyone's like oh i love you i love you i love you i love you and i'm gonna come out to all of your shows and i'm gonna like come support you and and i want you on all of my tracks that was a big thing yeah when i moved here everyone's like i want you on all my tracks i want you on all my all my stuff i need to feature you everywhere left right and center and then like you reach a point where everyone's like okay i'm I'm done cool thanks thanks for coming out they're used to you (laughs) that's kind of it it's like a it's like a plateau yeah um and it's been, yeah, it's been very interesting. We had this conversation um, on the last episode that I was on with you where we were like, Calgary's kind of like uh, the teenager that just lost its dad being oil and gas. And now it's like figuring itself out and has mm. to find these quirky ways to build communities and arts. And it's recognizing yeah. that art is actually important. And yeah. who would have thought, you know? I find like it's that, whenever we do talk about like maybe leaving um, or yeah moving wherever it's never about like the arts community though it's mostly mm-hmm. about the corporate community who doesn't yeah. come and like see shows or like I feel like calgary's very much like make my oil money oil money and like go get drunk mm. and they don't want to like go see a show mm. they like i don't know the music scene here is uh really like tight-knit and awesome i think there's like a really good strong following mm-hmm. um in other arts communities it's like it's tighten it as well but like smaller Mm -hmm. um so it's yeah it's hard and there's not a lot of like intersecting Mm -hmm. for like comedians musicians all these people so Mm -hmm. that's another reason for the podcast i think too cool yeah what do you think about calgary yeah i think um i grew up in a small town and then Mm -hmm. i traveled quite a bit and like lived other places and when i moved to calgary um i didn't have very good reputation of it and so what i have done is i've shifted my naming of calgary and so now i call it yyc number one it sounds way more dope Mm -hmm. in terms of (laughs) hip-hop terms yyc um but number two uh i've learned like this other side of calgary so i feel like i've met the yyc side and for me the yyc side is um people who really believe in the importance and value of art and also when you're in urban environments i feel like when people are all crammed together art is the only thing that keeps us sane Mm. like i don't think it's healthy for humans to be in these like concrete jungles where we like drive and we don't interact and we're very separate and now with cell phones and headphones it's like even more isolating Mm -hmm. so for me art is the only thing that keeps people in urban environments like alive and it fuels our soul um also walk by the river you need mama nature but you also need human community and connection and I think that art allows that to happen and I have faith in YYC and I stay here as well because um, when I look at where I'd go I'm sure it's the same as you guys right it's like for me it would maybe be like one of the hip-hop centers in the states like Minneapolis or Toronto in Calgary those in Canada those places but I'm also like what is Calgary doing that will eventually maybe foster into what those other places have? And Mm. I believe that I could be a part of building something here that is really 
freaking cool mm. and that will be sustainable and then to be able to say i was at the start of that yeah you mm-hmm. built that yeah, that's you a cool thing that. yeah and i think there are movements that are happening and it will happen like it just has to humans need it will crave it and so it's like if i can be a part of building this thing here especially with cypher club it's a huge thing where i've seen it grow it's only been like less than a year and it's like people are flocking to it and they're like what is this this is a cool thing and they stay and they always come back and they bring homies and so i'm like i think i want to stay here and build for a while um and i really want to see what that can get to and i think that in places like this i believe that we need it Mm. and i'm like I don't want to go and ditch to another city to be a part of something somebody else is doing because we need this here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's like youth here that need it and there's young people who need it. And um, so I'm like, YYC, you and me are in love. The Calgary Stampede Oil breaker <laughs> thing is another area that I'm yeah. not going to talk to. And the YYC part is the part I'm going to love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes in those cities, like in the Bible Belt and like it's very conservative, it's very corporate, mm-hmm. like those pop- pockets of like liberal artists are like even more of a middle finger to all that Mm, totally (laughs) it's like i went to school in lethbridge and it was very much like there was a huge well it wasn't big in terms of people but like a really vibrant queer scene that was started and like a safe space and like it became like a refuge for it doesn't even matter like what your sexual orientation is it's like as long as you were alternative like Mm -hmm. queer in the earlier sense of the word which is like weird and alternative yeah um you yeah you went there and there was like we would do shows every weekend and like there was this huge community that was just like like fuck you the rest of lethbridge <laughs> like, <laughs> like and southern alberta racism yeah sexism homophobia. Yeah, totally yeah so there is that like awesome just like group of passionate people and then i just find that in calgary since i moved here that it's it's wider spread so it's harder for me to find mm-hmm. um that's real yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting it's a very interesting city it's a very polarizing city totally yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i think that it can create really um meaningful connections in the community and maybe it also fosters a bit of that negativity of like there's not a lot of space for us so mm-hmm. like i have to compete with you and i'm constantly in competition with you and i wish that we could like drop that a bit and be like let's just make more spaces you yeah. know what i mean that would be good yeah, <laughs> totally. do you find do you find it's more one or the other with like the hip-hop community yeah, definitely. And I think that um, hip hop has a weird way, especially for me. I'm not sure what it is. I I literally have started like wanting to message back some male hip hop artists and be like, don't be afraid of me. Quit being afraid. <laughs> Why are you so scared? This because, is a message right now right? to all of those male hip hop artists. Because they'll, they'll be like, well, where's this? Or like, I see you did this, but what about this? And I'm like, Why are you watching me so hard? Do your own thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. do your own thing and like, let me do my thing. And I also get it and I'm cool with the fact that like if you're just putting me on the bill because it's like you know when you're playing intramurals volleyball and you like need one girl mm. on the team <laughs> to like <laughs> register the team yeah. and you're like hey what, Sally come on you've never played volleyball whatever yeah. so I'm like you know what if you're gonna put me on the bill because uh, you need a woman hip hop artist for this event like put me on the bill and then when I kill it and I'm better than some of these other artists you'll bring me back and I think that maybe some dudes are like, you just keep getting a ton of shows because you're a girl. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm going to use that. And yeah. if that's really putting <laughs> yes. you off that much, <laughs> then you be better. Bring your game up. And then they'll also be like, well, we'll have this girl and we'll also bring this dude. Like, don't let that be a thing that like gets you pent up because I keep getting the shows then because I obviously did a good job and I really believe in this and like I'm real when I'm on stage. Mm. So I think it's like that element of 
um, use what you can when you can. Yeah, take, <laughs> and take that's okay. That. Yeah, I think yeah. That's artists awesome. have to be smart. We do have yeah. to be smart, and I think that that's why Babe is so cool because it's like this new thing, and it's like you're being smart with it and you're changing it up, like the half and half thing, where sometimes all women, sometimes it's open to everybody. Um, I think that that's something that will be like a new thing, and then if it gets a little that flack, Ooh. that that hate coming at yeah. you, I've learned to be like bring on the hate Man. because if you're hating me you're still looking at my instagram and you know when my show is (laughs) and like you still might drop my name somewhere and so you'll get some of that and you can use that fuel Mm -hmm. yeah that was one of the first things that jen and i talked about because i don't know if you know about this there's a bunch of um male activist groups happening mostly popping up in the states where they will rock up to these like uh female only functions and just like protest wow and they're like meninist rallies and this is like a thing that's happening and they've They've sued like female only book clubs. They've sued female only like support groups and they've gone in. They haven't won a lot, but they're like causing a fuss. And so Jenna, she's like scrambling. She's like, oh, my God, we should be worried about this. Should we be worried about this? Is this going to be a thing? And I started was like, fucking bring it on because Good. free press, <laughs> yeah. free press. And also like I will fight someone if yeah. I have to <laughs> yeah. free press that when people see they are not going to be on the meninist side, no. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds like an insane cult like 20 minutes south from here yeah. <laughs> it's it funny, like, like mennonite oh man the people that don't understand what feminism is often refer to it as like man-hating mm-hmm. and this was a thing that happened at babe which i wasn't ever gonna tell to the world but now i am because i'm still pretty frustrated about it but mm. we um obviously there was a dude there uh we couldn't secure all female staff for this event so there was a dude there um and he like honestly that must have been really uncomfortable for him it was just this group of ladies he did not know what he was walking into when he came into work that day and we all just like and like and the first <laughs> act was the hairy armpit song right yes. and it was like all feminism just like from there so this guy had no idea what he walked into um and he was visibly uncomfortable and like he made a joke during our chant we made that beautiful mm-hmm. mother earth chant and he made a joke and told the owner of the bar who i've been in contact with about like putting this event on and doing this again and like having this be the space for this event um and our reoccurring venue he made a joke being like yeah they were chanting like i hate men i hate men i hate men and we walked outside leaving and one of the one of the women uh that was part of this event they overheard this and like kind of had a conversation about it and so I was ready I like marched right back in and I was like I would like to talk to (laughs) whoever started this and shut this down right now because that's not what we're about this is um a space to uplift everyone and like feminism is feminism for all like it doesn't need to be this thing where it's like one gender is better than the other just sometimes those space spaces need to be created you know yeah it was yeah it was really interesting I would assume that like as a female you can't do you don't feel comfortable doing the things or performing in the same way mm. uh in front of men and women that that you all did in front of just like a women audience yeah and like for yeah. some it might be different like mm-hmm. i'm sure like when you get up and like you're doing a show like no matter who's it's in front of you're just like gonna wild and out and like go yeah. crazy mm-hmm. but like i feel like for a lot of women that's not the case mm-hmm. yeah. so mm-hmm. if you need to if that's the space you need to create then yeah. Let's do it. Because <laughs> yeah. some of those acts, like to be real, I think that in our world, we need spaces where 
dudes can hang out with dudes and totally. sisterhood can be built with sisterhood because some of those acts I don't think that you could do in a venue with men and women I don't mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that that's awesome I mm-hmm. think that it's amazing that those acts were in that space for yeah. women because it's like human beings are different and I think we do need to be speaking to humanity more that's why I really love Lauren Hill as a female artist mm-hmm. because she speaks to humanity mm-hmm. right she doesn't make mm-hmm. it just about women or just about men it's both and um, but I think within that valuing of humanity we need to honor like if you're going on like a stag you want to be with your boys you know what I mean and if mm-hmm. you're trying to do like a women's circle and in and invest in those type of things you need just women there mm-hmm. so totally. I think that um that's something that is valuable and if someone is going to miss the value of that it's like well I'll just wait for your ignorance to grow up and when you get here <laughs> then we can talk you know yeah. <laughs> honestly yeah, yeah yeah and like if if there's someone out there that's like man I want to throw an all-male showcase which is most showcases let's be honest Truth. but I want to throw an all-male and male-identifying showcases for male and male-identifying audiences then like power to you as long as it's coming from a space that is like empowerment and love totally then sweet. and also I think because I've been thinking about this a lot in terms of like men and female spaces since mm. you've been planning this event. Um, and uh, I think for guys who might be wanting to do this, make sure that it's about what guys need. And mm. I think right now guys need a place where maybe they don't have to be so masculine mm-hmm. totally. and mm. provide that safe space where a guy who has never told his friends that he loves them, that he can do that mm. or something mm. along those same lines who like can just like hug another guy and not feel like they're going to be made fun of mm. dude that's why cypher club has built this amazing fam vibe because a lot of cypher club is young dudes they're mm-hmm. like um early 20s and they uh we found this space and i make them do feely things like we do <laughs> yeah. gra- we go around the circle we do gratitude we do highs and lows for the oh. week and i've seen like when some of these young males first come in they're like what is going on mm-hmm. oh my gosh feelings no feelings no (laughs) and then they but they keep coming back and like in the course of the last few months like the highs and lows are so real like it used Mm. to be stuff like my high is i got high today and my low is like the wasn't high yeah exactly (laughs) 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 and now it's stuff like um my high is like i had a really good talk with my mom about why i want to do music because she's worried that like as a male if i don't like do something that's making money i'll be alone and my low is like i got fired from my job and like I actually felt really low about my identity because that was how I was defining myself was my job Mm. and I'm looking at these young males being like yes this is so good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that um it's interesting to be advocating for young males because I know that that's a space that they have lots of opportunities for but I also know mental health wise we use a lot of young men to suicide it's Mm -hmm. a very like Mm -hmm. tumultuous time 18 to 22 for young men and I feel like um if you can come and cipher about your feelings and get real and have people in the circle be like, yeah, because those yeah. are the bars oh, that yeah. hit home. Those are the feelings that like then resonate and create like emotions in other people. Mm-hmm. That is such a powerful thing. And it's really cool to see that building. Yeah. So That's maybe amazing. you should start freestyling and you I should was actually, come I'm going to talk to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> you are welcome to go. You could just do a monologue. You could do a comedic yeah. monologue over a beat. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna talk to you off off the mic, off the mic. <laughs> we can uh, commit here that's why now. my first You're question invited. was like, is this just an open thing? Oh, it's totally <laughs> open. We do it Wednesdays, awesome. Wu Tang Wednesdays. Salute every Wednesday. We go from seven till nine. Awesome. And people can find me on Instagram or find you through the podcast and find out where it's at. Sweet, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, do you have any uh, shows or anything coming up that you would like to plug? I do. I'm super excited. It's outside of Calgary, so I'm sorry, y'all, but I'm playing. make the drive. Yeah, I'm <laughs> linked to Shambhala. I'm playing a show um, at Bloom Nightclub. Um, nice. They're doing an event as part of the festival. I'm playing with my homie Rubik's, who I love. Um, so we're going to be doing a set in Nelson. Uh, on Very cool. Yeah, Saturday, July Amazing. 21st. So we're kind of really building that up right now. I think that's going to be my focus. I've been playing Sweet. a lot of shows which I love, but I'm ready to kind of like um, get some content out on the interweb mm-hmm. and uh, really focus on making that show be fire. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any content you release onto the internet, let us know. Sweet. Hear deep thoughts and we will put it out there as well. Heck yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, any, th- any, other, any other messages or statements that you want, that you need the people to hear? Uh, I would say R-E-S-P-E-C-T-R, Mother of the Earth. She's mm. the foundational ground of our being, and oh, yeah. we're forgetting about her. And R-E-S-P-E-C-T, each other. Um, be nice to people at the grocery store. It's really important. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, it is. Grocery really store important. is one of the meanest Grocery stores places. are stressful. They're so stressful. <laughs> Every time I say this, people are like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate, Why I like, are we nicer at the grocery as store? Soon as, as soon as I walk Simple into a grocery things. store, oh, I man. hate all humans. Yeah. And that's not a fun Trying feeling. To go to the human checkout, ask that person how their day is, yeah. have a conversation with them that's meaningful. It's important. <laughs> See the free. Yeah. Mm. What about you guys? I want to hear your final thoughts. Um, Annie? I don't. I don't know. I just like love you and I'm stoked to get to know you, man. <laughs> I'm like so excited. <laughs> like any artist come here. You get to be between Connor yeah. and Annie. So nice. <laughs> no, man. Like I I remember asking you to be part of Babe and I was so nervous. And like I remember talking to Connor about this. I was like, oh, I just love Zoe. She's just so cool. I need to be friends with her because she's just amazing. And she's like actually kicking ass. And like she's taking her space in the city. And that's amazing. So. And oh it's man, funny because when I read that message, I was like, incredible. this is the greatest thing that's ever been <laughs> created. So yeah. admiration and respect mm. back hard. Cool. I think I'm going to say I've said it on past episodes, but it it keeps coming up whenever we have conversations. And I think it's really important. The more personal you can get, mm. the more universal that mm. becomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. In your life and on stage so yeah i find that hard to do in my life so i try and this is a good reminder every time we do an interview cool to get real mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. get real with your people, people. um and thanks for tuning in to deep thoughts the connor christmas and gang yeah <laughs> <laughs>